The Bucketeers podcast is a proud member of the TSPN, the Timeski Podcast Network. You can catch our podcast in a number of outlets, including Spotify, Apple, and Google. You can also find us at timeskew.com. You can follow us on Twitter today at Bucketeers. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another edition of the Pre-Game Pod. I am your co-host, Tampa Tones. Welcome in, as always, by our fellow Buck brother and Big Buckowski. We'll bring him in shortly. We're fired up. It's week four. We're looking to go three and one, something that doesn't happen too often lately, especially the past decade or so as a Buccaneers fan. So this is a tremendous opportunity. We are facing good competition, too, in the Los Angeles Chargers. These are guys. These are good cats. They've played tremendous football. They beat the Bengals week one, then they should have beaten the Chiefs week two. And last week, they were a hook and ladder away from beating the Panthers if Austin Eckler was able to execute that. We know how much that stings. We had this happen a few years ago with us, uh, with the Deshaun Jackson hook and ladder failed attempt against the Falcons, I believe. We almost got into the end zone to end that game. So we're familiar with how that works. Nonetheless, Chargers are one and two traveling from the West Coast to the East Coast, a very hard travel for the National Football League. In the middle of this crazy COVID world right now, we'll talk about more of that in a minute. Prayers out to POTUS, prayers out to FLOTUS, prayers out to everyone else going through this. Um, we'll get into more of that around the National Football League shortly. Big Bukowski and myself, were, we woke up to some crazy news with the Chiefs and the Patriots, so we'll get into that shortly. Titans are testing more and more positive as well, which isn't good, but here we are, Buccaneers Chargers, 12 o'clock kickoff Central tomorrow. Big Buck, how fired up are we for an opportunity to get to three and one? I mean, it is we're, we're there's blood in the water, and you know what? We when we smell it, we go off, you know. And I'm really, really excited. I think this defense is also really, really excited. This will be the third straight week in a row where we're playing against an offense that has a serious problem with injuries, um, as you might have heard. Uh, the Chargers, two starting offensive linemen, Trey Turner and Brian Beluga, are out. They are inactive. So I expect Justin Herbert to be running for his life. Mm-hmm. So I think we should play our safeties a little shallow, maybe have a spy, because I know he could run with those little bird legs of his. So I think um, we would just have to try to contain him as much as possible. But I believe it is definitely doable. And also – Prayers out to the POTUS, prayers out to the FLOTUS, prayers out to everybody battling this god-awful disease. Um, And I do think that we need to be a little bit optimistic. It's not a question of if it's going to get cured. It's going to be a question of when it's going to be cured. And I think this year... I'm just looking forward to this in the rearview mirror. I'm I'm looking forward to this being a story to tell. So, Tones, what do you think about the Chargers, bud? Yeah, the big buck. I think you hit the nail on the head perfectly. And just to kind of wrap up our COVID talk, um, a couple episodes ago, we gave a shout out to our frontline workers, and we're just going to continue to do the same. We appreciate what they're doing. And just real quick, if you guys are made unaware, both the Chiefs and the Patriots, ironic enough, they're scheduled to play tomorrow at 325. Both the Chiefs and the Patriots had players on each team test positive for COVID. So we're holding our breath right now. Um, Both quarterbacks, 
Patriots quarterback Cam Newton and Chiefs practice squad rookie quarterback who was actually simulating Cam Newton in practice all week. So he was against first-team defenders, have come down with corona. Three more Titans players have contracted it. The POTUS, the FLOTUS, among a lot of their aides and their administration have contacted this. So as Big Buck said a few weeks ago, and we'll continue to say it, Thank you, thank you, thank you to our frontline workers who are fighting this fight. And as Big Buck said, hopefully we're close to a breakthrough. So with that being said, Big Buck, we're on, as you just said, too, we're on to Chargers, Tampa. Um, I'm excited for this one. It's a chance to face a rookie quarterback who's looked very good in Justin Herbert. So this will, right. be, a good, this will be a good test for the defense. And it's kind of funky because it's not a huge effect, but we played Thursday night football next week against the Bears. And the Bears game was supposed to be at noon on Sunday. Now with the Patriots game getting canceled on Sunday, postponed probably to Tuesday as long as there's no more negatives, the Bears have been pushed back to 325. So I know it's only a three-hour difference, but that gives their guys less time to heal up, get their ice baths in, a little four or five hours or so less time of game preparation heading into a short week on Thursday night football. So that's something to look out for, consider as well. But this week, man, we're lucky we're playing at 12. I'm fired up. I think we got good chances at winning. As you said, Chargers have a few banged-up offensive linemen. Their wide receiver, second wide receiver, Mike Williams, is banged up. Chris Harris is banged up. Their highly coveted, prized free agent. Uh, as we mentioned, Herbertson. So that means Tyrod Taylor is obviously banged up. I mean, this is a team that is going through the injury bug right now, and it's not looking pretty for them. I'm pretty sure Melvin Ingram is banged up for them as well. So this is just a team that, you know, they're still competitive. They're still dangerous. They still got guys like Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, um, Hunter Henry. Their offense is still very potent. They got the rookie running back, Kelly, and they also get a good young running back and Justin Jackson back this week as well. So their backfield is something to look out for. They still have those offensive weapons. Big Buck, what's one thing to look out for in this game if you are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You know, I, I just think that uh, just to have a psychological standpoint here, I think our biggest opponent is ourselves, man. There's been a lot of talk about, you know, us potentially playing down and, you know, not taking the Chargers seriously, us kind of sleeping on them a little bit, something called a trap game. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah, big uh-oh there. We don't want to do those. We've been through those enough. There have been plenty of – Real quick, while you say there have been plenty of – does this kind of remind you of last year, Giants, Bucks with Daniel? Oh, God. Oh, God. PTSD, Vietnam flashbacks. I'm, I, 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 need a, I need a smoke. <laughs> I need a smoke after that one, man, because we got we got screwed. <laughs> without without Saquon Barkley, too, I must say. Oh, uh, so definitely trap game vibes. Definitely the damn Giants game last year. I mean, that was that was an embarrassment. I just don't want the same thing happening uh, to us with the Chargers. So I think uh, just to kind of bring it home. Our worst opponent is ourselves. We can beat this team pretty easily. Um, we just need to cross our T's, dot our I's. 
Um, keep an eye out for some MFers to look out for being Austin Eckler. Uh, we kept it in the running back park with Justin Jackson and, and company. So we just need to kind of just be the team that we know we can be, man. They have two uh, inactive starting offensive linemen and Todd Bowles. I don't think Todd Bowles is just going, oh, you know what? Yeah, we're, we're just going to take it easy and uh, play, you know, zone coverage and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, rush three at a time, you know, where this ain't Mike Smith, bro. This is Todd Bowles. This guy here, Tones, take it. Yeah, I mean, I think that might be one of the better points you've ever made is the Todd Bowles point. I mean, look at the New York Jets. They went from playoff contenders year in and year out under Todd Bowles to a team that's inept and one of the worst uh, disciplined teams I've ever seen under head coach Adam Gase. I'm not sure if it's a culture thing or what, but me and you both watched that Thursday night game in the battle of 0-3 as you had Broncos, I had Jets. It was a back-and-forth battle of um, two very bad teams, I must say, two poorly coached teams, two injury-rattled yeah. teams, two banged-up teams, but you predicted it. Broncos came out on top, but my point is – Oh, I'm sorry. What? What? Say, say that again. Say that again, please. Please just, um, just say it slower. I, I don't know what I said, actually. So I'm just going to uh, keep rolling here because, oh, wait, I, I think I remembered. I think, um, I think oh, yeah. Thursday night game, correct? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh, and well, you were wrong. And I was right. <laughs> I thought that Pierre Desir pick six was going to win me that one. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> safe to say my pocket got a little skinnier that week. But nonetheless, Ouch. the point of this whole little thing is Todd Bowles and the effectiveness that he brings to these football teams. And this Bucks defense is incredible with Todd Bowles. The vibes are great. He's drafted great playmakers. I know we have a head coach and GM, but you can't tell me that Todd Bowles doesn't have a very big job to do in drafting defenders for this Buccaneers team. I mean, we knew as soon as we hired guys like Bowles, Leftwich, um, Armstrong, or special teams guy, other coaches too, Clyde Christensen, um, Moore, you know, Antoine Randall-L. We knew these were guys we're bringing in to bolster the staff. We have a superstar staff. We we're not messing around. So I think Big Buck brought up a great point on Todd Bowles and his charger to look out for is Eckler. I've mentioned, and we mentioned that on the podcast as well, and his MFers to look out for. MFers to look out for. That never gets old. But um, <laughs> yeah, he mentioned Eckler. I mentioned Jackson and Kelly. So we're really just saying this will be another good test for this defensive front seven and this defense in general going up against these guys. We're lucky to have Sean Murphy Bunting play this week, too, so that'll be nice to see how Sean Murphy Bunting um, gets thrown into the fire a little banged up. Big Bukowski, what are your thoughts on Sean Murphy Bunting and not only him, but who is your Buck player to watch in general? I mean, having SMB back just brings energy. It really does. You see these guys, and they just love each other to death. Um, and having him out there is just going to make them faster, stronger. And I love it when they're mic'd up. I love it when they're happy and giggling and, you know, just acting like kids in a schoolyard, man. That's what SMB brings, man. I'm super happy to see, and I can't wait to see that kind of energy out on the field, man. Like you said, this defense is fun to watch. And by the end of this game, 
I think we're going to be up for consideration of best defense in the league right now, sir. I mean, I know um, there's there's been steady competition with Dallas, but I would like to argue that their secondary is not as good as ours right now, man. We have way too many weapons, and each person is faster than the next, and each person on our front is stronger than the last. So I'm just super duper excited about this whole game, man. I'm super stoked. Um, as for some of the stuff, uh, Buccaneer to look out for, man, you know what? I'm going to circle the rookie here. I'm circling Antoine Winfield Jr. I'm going to say that he is going to get a sack in this game. I think they're going to blitz him and he's going to, he's going to, He's going to cause some destruction this season, man. I'm super-duper excited. So, A-Dub Jr., you're up, bro. Yeah, A-Dub Jr. has been playing fantastic. Just like his dad passed him the torch in the backyard, it looked like. I mean, he's picking up where his dad left off and playing incredible defense or defense in general has been incredible. So, I think it's been phenomenal. And just to kind of give you an idea of a few things that show that our defense has been playing well, I mean, our defensive backs were ranked 32nd coming into the season by NFL Network this year. And that's something that SMB, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, they make sure they remind them on Twitter weekly. They quote tweet things saying 32nd, 32nd, 32nd. It's drilled in their head. It fired them up. You know, they're not going to forget about that, and they're not going to look back. They're not going to take their foot off the gas. They're driven. They're geared up and ready to go. And just to give you an idea of how good Devin White is playing, his Mm. current jersey from last year, and Big Bukowski knows this, but I'm a Buccaneers memorabilia connoisseur. His (laughs) game-worn jersey last year is currently on NFL auctions for over $2,400. Just, just to show you, just, just to show you how valuable he is playing. I mean, some other big bucks to show, um, to share their value. An Ali Marpet just sold for slightly over a grand. A Vita Vea sold for around a grand. A Cambrite for around a grand. Devin White is over two thousand dollars. So that gives you the idea. I mean, Ali Marpet and Vita Vea especially are big names, and Cambrite is still a fun name for the Bucks. So. They all had the same value proximity, but Devin White has doubled them. That just shows you how our defense is making name for themselves. We're getting talked about on NFL Network. We're drawing in all this interest. I think Antoine Winfield was a great name to mention because we got to be fair here. Me and Big Bukowski said the Chargers running backs between Jackson, Kelly, and Eckler are the group to watch, and Herbert could run a little bit too. So he's saying Winfield, that's a great one. We're going to need him to help stop the run and um, disrupt Herbert. And on the other hand, I'm going to go with the guy who I think will carry a little momentum over, and uh, I think he's going to continue playing great football. Um, He's been playing great run defense, and I think we're going to continue seeing him do just that. I think we're going to see William Golston continue to carry his torch onto this week. I mean, this isn't a guy's name you hear all the time, but he's always in the backfield. He's always around the football. He's the longest, or I'm sorry, not longest, second longest behind Levante David, tenured 
Tampa Bay Buccaneer at this point in time. So William Golston's a guy who's been around for a while, got a big payday, eight and a half million a year, a couple years back for about five years. Some people were like, why so much? Well, now he's proven it now. Oh, yeah. 100%. His pass rushing has been better than ever. We both pick good defenders in Winfield and Golston to look out for. Not the most known guys on this defense, but two great guys. Shout out to Tyler Sheff as well and Red Imputer. He just got his Winfield Jr. Red, red jersey in, and that's as great as ever. Oh, it's sexy. It's a sexy jersey, Tyler. You better hang on to that, buddy. And now we're just hoping that Big Bukowski gets his jersey. He ordered two Christmases ago in from NFL um, shops, so. I'm waiting for that fat bastard to get down my chimney. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but when did you order? Wasn't it like in April? April, dude. It's I could have conceived a child by the time this jersey arrives, man. They're telling me October fifteenth is what they're telling me. So I don't know. I don't. It, COVID. I, something to do with COVID. I'm sure. I'm sure. And you know, I I tried calling in yesterday. And I don't want to put anybody on blast, but I don't know who the hell NFLshop.com employs for their call service because I was greeted with screaming children, pots and pans clacking together, and like somebody swallowing the mic. How can you? How can I help you first? <laughs> Sounds like a fast food uh, service guy. Oh or God! And now my freaking. My mic smells like my breath, so I'm having a great day. Your volume's a little whacked out now, too, bro. I think you literally ate your mic, and now... um... No, we're good. (laughs) Yep, we're good, and we're ready to roll, and now we'll get into some game score predictions. I'm, you know, we'll see if I could replicate my 28 to 10. You just had to plug that in there, didn't you? Yeah, I, you know, you got one, so, you know. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and replicate my um, good scoring predictions from last week. I'm going to go with Buccaneers win this one. Going to be a hard-fought battle, going to be a good battle. I think we escape with victory 30-21. to 21. I'm going to say we win by nine. I mm. think we win 30-21, to 21, and I think we stay rolling into Thursday night football with the three-and-one record going into Chicago at the Bears, the Bears, who have been the here. Bears. People don't understand how big this game is this Sunday because we cannot afford to go into Chicago at two and two against that type of defense, that type of team. You just, you know, those games aren't easy. We're going to be short-handed, definitely without Chris Godwin playing on Thursday. We're going to be short-handed going into a possibly undefeated or at the very worst one loss team so this chargers game means a lot let's take care of business let's beat him by two possessions nine point mm. game 30 to 21 big buck what what score you got my man uh you know uh just to kind of keep it within the family here sir within the red imputer group chat community we love you guys um and just to screw with melon uh melanie b I'm going with 10 points since she took nine. So, or no, she took 11. My bad. She took a weird number. She took 11 for whatever reason, but I took 10. So I'm going to, you know what? This will be the third week in a row. I'm going to say 30 to 20. <laughs> but um, We're right by each other. 
You know what? We are. I'm going to say 30-20. I think they win by 10. Um, two possessions might be – I we'll see. We'll see. I, I still think this Chargers team is not a bad team. I, I think they're going to fight. They're going to struggle a little bit. And we could easily lose this game. But I'm still saying 30-20 to 20 here, boss. Yep. I love the fact that we are the home team in this game. I mean, this game would have been a very hard road. First one with fans. So let's celebrate that fact before they close it all down again. <laughs> yeah, guys. I mean, let's go crazy. This pregame pod, if you are going to the game, make sure to tune into Apple, Spotify, or timeskew.com. Listen to us on your drive to the game or at the pregame. Turn us on. You could turn us on in the morning at 8 a.m. <laughs> What's so funny? You can you can turn us on at 8. <laughs> you can oh, turn yeah. us on at any time. Yeah, we, we're easily turned on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, however you view it, you can turn us on one way or another. Maybe, you know, if you make good lasagna or something like that, that'll yeah. be a nice little dish that we can yeah. <laughs> appetize for. But jokes aside, you can tune in better verbiage here. You can tune into us at any time after 7.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, it's incredible. So just tune in. Don't forget about me and Big Buck. Um, we're just fish in a big ocean of Buccaneers content, but we do love bringing it to you. Big Buck, any last thoughts in this uh, week four pregame pod? Uh, you know what? Uh, just some things that I also am going to predict here, sir. I'm going to also predict Levante David's going to punch out at least one ball. So I think we're going to see Levante David's classic haymaker through the arms of somebody. Because the, this team had three fumbles against the Panthers, and they lost them all, I think. And I, I you know what? I, I think last against the Panthers last week, they had four turnovers. I'm going to say we're going to have five turnovers against them. I think we're going to get busy. I think we're going to get down and dirty as well. Let's hope for five turnovers. You know, let's hope for a different outing than the Daniel Jones game. I think we will win. I think we get to three and one. This is the least nervous I've been to the start of the season in a long time. I think I just have the feeling that with Tom Brady at helm and with veterans like Pierre Paul, Gronk, and Dominican Sue, LaShawn McCoy, guys who have been there, done that, have had Super Bowl rings, playoff success. It's It's just – Big Buck, it's a little harder to sweat out these games. You always just kind of feel confident like you do have a slight edge. Even after that Saints loss, we didn't freak out. So we're in this together. As part of my co-host, he's Buckowski1. You can follow him on Twitter at Buckowski1. He's the Big Buckowski. I'm Tampa Tricky Tones. You can follow me at Tricky Tones BGTE. He's Big Buck. I'm Tampa Tones. We look forward to bringing you more great content. Make sure to tune in Tuesday and not only Tuesday, Thursday for the Bears pregame show as well. Da Bears. Da Bears. So thanks again, as always, for listening. Catch us on timeskew.com. Catch us on Armchair Quarterback Show. Catch us on a bunch of things. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Hope all is well. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And, um, yeah, just stay, you know, stay being safe. Thanks, guys.